I want to preach to you this morning from Romans chapter 1 in just a few minutes. But first, listen as I remind you of probably the most familiar verse in all the Bible. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son. What an what, what a expression of love that he was willing to give his son for the whole world. As I prayed and studied about the message this morning, Holy Spirit of God spoke to me and reminded me of something. Do you know when the Lord spoke that to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 16? There was no America. We didn't, come in, we didn't even become a nation until 1,700 years later. But I'm glad the gospel was for America as well. Because he said in the book of Matthew, go you therefore and teach all nations. And in the book of Mark, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He, it, God's message of salvation is worth telling to everybody. It's a, it's a gospel worth telling to everybody. And it's for the whole world. And it's for me and you. Beginning right here at these church doors and going across this county and across this state to get the gospel out to every person we possibly can. Now look with me please in the book of Romans in chapter number 3. Excuse me, chapter number 1. Look at verse number 16. And he said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and is written, The just shall live by faith. If you were here last Sunday, you remember that I finished the message with that same passage of Scripture. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I want to preach to you for just a few minutes on a gospel worth sharing with the whole world. Will you bow with me for prayer? Father, I ask now the Holy Ghost of God to speak to me. Thank you for the wonderful singing, our Father, of Miss Brenda and, and his sisters. And God, thank you for touching them and anointing them and speaking our heart. Thank you, our Father, for Calvary's mark, for those men and Miss Pansy who love the Lord. And God, you've blessed them and used them so many places. I thank you for that. I pray, God, you continue to bless. And God, extend their ministry. And I pray, God, that you would just continue to bless. Thank you for Brad and for April and God for sending them here. What a blessing. And I pray, God, the Holy Ghost, God would anoint him and continue to use him and direct his path. And God, we thank you for that. Thank you for Tim and Wendy. Thank you for all of our deacons. Thank you for every Sunday school teacher, for all the, those who sing in the choir and the different ministries, for all those who are in the care ministry, the proteins and the Awana program, and for every outreach ministry. And God, for all those who witness and pass out tracts and everything that God's people do for the glory of God. I pray, God, you'd help us in these last days to intensify our efforts, to do what the first century church, that is to go everywhere preaching the word, to scatter the gospel across this world. I pray, our Father God, the Holy Ghost, to help me this morning. Give me your anointing, and I'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why would he say that? Why would he even mention that? And why would it? Well, let me just say this to you. It has to do with the environment he lived in. He lived under a repressive governmental society, the Roman government. And if you've ever studied anything about Rome, they were wicked. They, they declined terribly. And they, were in such an, uh, they, they brought such reproach on the world. Let me see. I, I'm old now, Brother Danny. I'm sorry. But uh, they, they, 
the, the country, the world that they lived in was a wicked, Nero was a wicked king and it was full, it was just a cesspool of sin. And here in that environment, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. My dear friend, here you are in America and you look at the crowd around you and, and this nation around you. I pray God give me and you boldness not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Nobody is not, the, the world is not a friend of the gospel, not a friend of grace. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm going to just preach the gospel. And then his nationality. Paul was a Jew. In that, in, that, in that society, a Jew was considered a subhuman. And they were enslaved people. And he said, I'm not afraid to stand up and I'm not ashamed to stand up. Although I'm, I'm considered a nobody. But I'm here to tell everybody about somebody. And it's not me. I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Paul was not ashamed of the gospel. Although he himself was part of a race of people that were considered to be less than human. He wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He, he wasn't ashamed to preach the gospel. He was not ashamed of the miracle message of it. You think about it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 that the preacher of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. And here he was living in a society that considered themselves an elite society. And he wasn't ashamed to preach to them a simple gospel message about a miraculous birth of a man born of a virgin who was part of the Jewish race and who lived a, a perfect life. I mean, can you imagine standing up and preaching that here's a man who lived absolutely sinless, how that he uh, was beaten. He wasn't ashamed of what happened to Christ, how that he was beaten and abused and that he was put to death. He wasn't ashamed of the fact that he had a miraculous resurrection, that he's alive and he's alive forevermore. He, he thanked God for the fact that it was a message of hope. He wasn't ashamed of that message, although the great intellectuals of that day scoffed at the virgin birth. They made fun of it. They said it's impossible for a baby to be born of a virgin. It's impossible for a man to die and then come back to life. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of that. I'll preach that. I'll, 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 I'll preach that message. He wasn't ashamed of that because of the miracle message, my dear friend. But let me say this to you. Why was he not ashamed? In this simple passage of scripture, I'll give you just several things this morning. I want you to note why he was not ashamed. Notice in the first place, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God. He wasn't ashamed of the gospel because of the power of God. Now, let me tell you something. God's an awesome God. He's a powerful God. He demonstrates that in what we call nature in hurricanes and tornadoes and, and floods and all that. He controls every bit of that. He's, he gives the rain. He's in control of all that. And he could have demonstrated his love or his power to sinners in so many different ways. But he chose to do it in the gospel. He could have incinerated this world. Right now, everybody in the sound of my voice, if God so chose to, he could rain down fire out of heaven and just consume this whole crowd here this morning. We'd be nothing but ash. He has that power. He's done it before in Sodom and Gomorrah. He has that power. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because of the power that's in it. It's the power to take people who are dead in trespass and sin and bring them back to life. Notice what it, how he describes it. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The power is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you see, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the power of that gospel because of Christ. He's the message of it. There are a lot of people who have messages and they have all kinds of gospels. 
But he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power. The only person in the world that can save, the only person in the world that can forgive you of all your sin, the only person in the world that can take you to heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's none other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the power of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the purpose of the gospel. Look what he said here in this passage of scripture. He said, I'm not ashamed of the, of the uh, of gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. The purpose of the gospel, my dear friend, is that people could be saved. Men didn't need a lawyer, although Jesus is an advocate. They didn't need a healer, although he's the great physician. What men needed was a savior. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. And the purpose of the gospel is that men and women might be born again by the grace of God, might be delivered from the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and even from the presence of sin one day. Paul said the gospel is worth preaching. It's worth preaching because of the power that's in it. It can change what rehab can't do, what what society cannot do, what education cannot do. The gospel is power of God and salvation to everyone that believes. The message of the gospel, the fact that Jesus Christ bore our sins on the cross, died a sacrificial death, was buried, resurrected, and now in glory, that he's paid our sin debt. He bore all our sins in his own body on the tree. That message is, is the only message that can cause people to be born again by the grace of God and go to heaven, have all their sins forgiven. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of that simple message. I'm not ashamed of the purpose of the gospel, nor is he ashamed of the plan of the gospel. Look what he says about the plan. He said, the power of God. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God and salvation and the purpose it is unto salvation. And notice this, the plan to everyone that believeth. He's not ashamed of it. And the plan is to him that believeth. It's a simple thing. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Many in this church are praying for a certain man that I have a burden for. He's having a hard time believing. He wants to pick out different Bible passages. He says, well, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. But you know what you've got to believe to be saved? The Bible said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I'll be honest with you, my dear friend. There's a whole lot of things in the Bible that many of us don't fully comprehend But this one truth you can comprehend. Here's the plan. It is not that you understand all the symbolism in the book of Ezekiel. It is not that you understand all all, all of the dispensations and everything revealed in Revelation. It's not that you understand everything in Daniel about the ten toes and all those things. God can show you those things. But that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel and and the purpose of the gospel and the plan of the gospel is that you might believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. You can believe anything you want to, but if you don't believe in Christ, if you've never trusted him as your savior, you'll die and be in hell for all eternity. But now he's not ashamed of the pledge or the promise of the gospel. He said this, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for the power of God under salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and to the Greek, to everyone. He said this, here's the promise. Here's the pledge of the gospel. Anybody can be saved. Everyone can be saved. That's the promise. I don't care who you are, where you've been or what you've done. The gospel is that everyone that believes can go to heaven. Everybody who will receive the Lord Jesus Christ can go to heaven. Anybody. Oh, what a promise. Now you think about it. That'll work in the Philippines. I've seen it work in the Philippines. Last time I was there, we had over 40 people to come and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Saw 13 of their, we went on a military base and I preached and Brother Tom uh, uh, shared 
And we saw 13 soldiers give the heart to the Lord. Went out in a little village and Becky taught on the wise man and the foolish man. And we saw, I believe, six uh, adults and one teenage boy get saved there. It works in the Philippines. It'll work anywhere around the world. When I was down where I was at just now in, in the camp meeting in that church, they've got on the up and down their halls, they've got boards with each missionary's picture and their prayer letter on it. Over 70 missionaries that church supports. And they got flags from all around the whole world. And the gospel works in every one of those countries. The promise is whoever, whoever will believe. That's a gospel message worth preaching. That's a gospel worth sharing. If it'll work anywhere in the world and anybody can be saved and the powers in that message to say to give them everlasting life they won't have to be in hell they can be in heaven for all eternity and the and the simple is the plan is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved they don't have to have an education they don't have to be an american they don't know how to have to know how to speak english all they've got to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and they can be saved Oh, that's a gospel worth sharing to transform lives and make them brand new creatures in Christ Jesus. That's a blessing. When I was in the meeting this week, been 15 years since I was there, people came up to me that I had, uh, that had been saved when I was there. And, and they still saved, still serving God. Got their families there. God's good. I'm thankful for the blessing of the Lord. But then Paul said, I'm not ashamed, not only of the power, I'm not only ashamed of the purpose of the God. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the simple plan by faith. I'm not ashamed of the pledge that anybody, anybody can be saved. But he said, I'm not ashamed of the product of it. And he said, notice in verse number 17, for he said, it's the power of God and salvation to everyone that believed to the Jew first, also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. The product of it, the just shall live by faith. To live for all eternity. Oh, listen, we, we did have a good meeting in Lake Park, Georgia. The preacher's there. He, he told me, he said, I'm praying that God's going to move in a special way. When he got up on the first night, he said, this is not a revival. He said, we're here. We come to praise God. He said, we need God to move in here and restore joy. We need God to do something. I'm telling you, he got no sooner through saying that. And then he induced, introduced the weary family. And when they got up to sing... From then on, for the next three days, it was on. I've seen people rejoicing and crying and praising God. And I preached the first night, the altar filled up, people crying and, and rejoicing. And God blessed. And we had a great service on Wednesday night. And then Thursday night, God moved in a very special way. And had a young man who, who works in the hospital, works in the pharmacy in the hospital. Boy, he wept and wept and wept. And one of my former deacons prayed with him. And uh, God, God did a wonderful work in that young man's heart. And then on last, on Friday, tonight, boy, we had us. God moved in. And, and there's a, one of the ladies who used to be in my church, her married granddaughter now, boy, she got an altar right there, several ladies around her, and they cried and wept. And, and God did a wonderful work in that lady's heart. But on the other side over here, the preacher and a bunch of people were at the altar. And they were all crying and, and God was doing work. And a few minutes, I saw them jump up and they went to hugging this old man. And the preacher, he preaches 70 years, right at 70 years old, 69 years old. Himself. He went to shouting and rejoicing. I mean, and people all on the whole side of that church just erupted. And we just had a time. Well, we closed the service. I ran right over and spoke to that man. He said he just, uh, the preacher said he just got saved, called his name. And uh, anyhow, I didn't get a chance to talk with anybody much about it. And we, that was the last night. And so I called the preacher yesterday afternoon and said, Brother Carlton, I really appreciate you letting me come. And boy, I thank God for what he did. He said, Brother Billy, he said, you talking about God blessing. 
He said, I asked him about that man that got saved. I said, how old was he? He said, I'm almost 70. He's a, he said, older than I am. He said, Brother Billy, he's going to tell you about that. He said, that man has never worked a public job in his life. I said, what in the world? He said, he's, he's a criminal. He said, he's lived his whole life as a criminal. The last several years of his life, he's a bookie. He's involved in all kind of criminal activities. And he said, when I saw him break out and come down that aisle in the invitation, he said, I knew that was a miracle that we'd been praying for. And God saved that old man. And what a blessing. Can I tell y'all, that's a gospel worth sharing with the whole world. If it'll save a 70-year-old bookie, praise God, it'll save a teenage boy here in Johnson County. I believe that with all my heart. I believe it's able to save to the uttermost all that call upon him. I'm telling you, you understand what I'm saying to you? They won't have to die and go to hell. They can live in heaven for all eternity. Go with me yonder to this woman's house and look at her face and see how she's smiling and see how happy she is. And I asked her a question. I said, ma'am, you look so wonderful. You must have come from a wonderful background, a great family. She said, no, no, preacher, you don't know who I am. She said, I've lived a wicked life. She said, I was married five times, lived with a man. She said, but one day the Lord Jesus Christ came by with a gospel and it changed me forever. I have living water flowing out of me. And she said, preacher, I'll tell you one thing. That's a gospel worth preaching to the whole world. It makes a difference. Go yonder with me and see a young man and see him dressed and clothed and in his right mind. See him and you think, boy, that guy has lived clean and he's been perfect all of his life. He must have had a wonderful mom and daddy. And I'd say to him, young man, you're an example of a good moral man. He said, no, sir. He said, I was wicked. He said, I was full of demons. He said, I could they couldn't even chain me. He said, I cut myself with stones and everything else. But one day Jesus came by and God forgave me of all my sin. I want to tell you, my dear friend, that's a gospel worth telling everybody about. That's a gospel worth sharing with the whole world. And shame on us if we don't tell everybody in Johnson County. Shame on us if we don't tell everybody in North Carolina and everybody we can in America and around the world that there's a Savior that are saved to the uttermost. And all they've got to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and they can be saved. My dear friend, that's a gospel worth sharing with the whole world. We are accountable for that. And thank God, God gives me and you the privilege to do that and to use us for his glory that folks might be saved for all eternity. My dear friend, this morning I talked to Brother Kevin now. His grandma went home to be with the Lord, I believe on Friday. Brother Kevin said his grandma would have been 90 years old on birthday and said that she had been real sick lately. Of course, she'd been in the nursing home, but she had Alzheimer's and she got to where she didn't know nobody. And that reminded me of Brother Farrell Osborne's mama who had Alzheimer's. She's in heaven now. Brother Farrell said he'd go to the nursing home and he'd go in and he said, mama, do you know who I am? And she said, I don't know you, sir. And his brother'd be with him. Paul would be with him and said, mama, do you know your baby boy? And she said, I ain't never seen that fellow before. But he'd say to us, Mama, Mama, do you know who Jesus is? And she'd say, absolutely. He saved me as a little girl. He's kept me all this way. And he's taken me to glory here not many days down the road. I'll get to be in heaven. I'll, and thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Farrell often said, my mama didn't know me. She didn't know my brother, didn't know none of her family. But to the day she died, she still, still knew Jesus, knew who he was. But Kevin now said God did a wonderful thing for their family. His grandma didn't know anybody. But the day she died, she just came out of that and she knew every person that walked in the room.
and she knew their face. I want to remind you, dear friends, that when you get to glory land, you'll know even as you're known. I don't know what you may go through, what I may go through, or your family may have gone through. But I want you to know one thing. We've got a gospel worth sharing so that when it comes time for our loved ones to cross the river and it's time for me and you to leave, we'd say this is not goodbye. This is just simply good night and I'll meet you in the morning. We're going to live forever. You've got a gospel worth sharing. I mean, it's simple. All you got to do is just tell them the gospel that Jesus loved them and died for them and was buried. And my dear friend rose again. He's alive forevermore. It is the power of God. Baptists are not the power. Brother Billy is not the power, but the gospel is the power of God and salvation. And we have an obligation before the Lord, a mandate, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Because we got a gospel that's worth sharing. Would you bow your heads in prayer with every head bowed, every eye closed? Can I ask you a question this morning? You may know a lot of people. But when it comes time for you to cross the river of death, could you say, absolutely, I know who Jesus is. He's my Savior. There was a time when I repented of my sin and I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and I was saved. I have believed the gospel and it does work, preacher. I'm saved. Would you raise your hand high across this building just as a testimony of what God's done for you? I know I'm saved. I know heaven's my home. Thank you, my friends. You may put your hands down. I've been praying that somebody this morning would believe the simple gospel that Jesus loved you. He bore your sins in his own body on the tree and he died for all of your sin, paid that sin price. He was buried. He arose again. He's alive now. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I pray right now that some of you who could not raise your hand, that this will be the day when you'll believe on the Lord. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, right where you are, would you be willing to call on him? Would you right now be willing to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? If so, why don't you do that right now? Will you pray this simple prayer and believe it with all of your heart? Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God and salvation to everyone that believes. Will you believe that he died for you? Do you believe that if you call on him, he'll save you? Will you believe his word? If so, pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Lord, I believe you bore my sin on the cross that you died and paid my sin debt. You were buried and Lord, I believe you rose in your life now. Come in my heart. I receive you as my Savior, Lord. Forgive me of all my sin. Lord, help me to love you and serve you. I won't be ashamed of you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me and for dying for me and for saving me right now, right now.